Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the hard-working Mitsubishi L200. With £2,000 off the range, make the L200 your ultimate workmate. Hey, Kev. Yeah? Look who's here. I'm here. Now look who else is here. Andre's here. Look at good Andre. No, no, look who else. Nice frock. What? No, no, look. I'm out to puff <laughs> oh, oh, come on, man. Too soon. I wish I could fly. I can't find Keith. That's just sad now. Oh, Orville, you can come and work with us. I love the idea. What's the word? Featuring Orville. Can I just say, for those who are thinking that something untoward is happening here, uh, we are huge fans, and we're huge fans of the Harris. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. We worked with him. I mean, he tried to stick his hand up our arses, but, you know, other than that, it was all good. I love that. He had the, uh, because he had the monkey, right? Now let's spit the dog you're thinking of. He had the monkey, he had the bird, yeah. and he had something else. Did he? In his early career. I really? think it was Will Guyatt who told me this. He had like a dragon or something. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's all I know about it. I'll have to Google it, and I can't honestly be bothered right now. I it's... miss Keith. I know you do, Orville. But this is good news. Orville can live forever. You just have to walk around with him, and you can do the voice. Because you know he wasn't a real baby duck in a giant nappy. I don't know if you're aware really? of that. Really? Yeah, no, he was, he was a puppet. Did you ever learn to fly, Orville? No. Do you want to just go and stand on that balcony? Ian Collins wants a word. Uh, here it is. It's once a word back for 2015. 2015. 2015. Again. Uh, how are you, Kev? Uh, I'm all right. I good, think. good, good, yeah, good, good. Generally. Yeah. So what are we up to? What we're up to is, and the reason we were meant to start this session a little bit earlier... Um, do you know why? Because I was coming off the tube. Um, but what is it about people who think they can read a book while walking down oh, the road? I, I've, I've seen I'm so many of them So what were you reading? How, <laughs> how uncomfortable is that, by the way, to read? It's like people who watch... A fellow we know, who shall remain nameless, right. his first name is Paul. Okay. Uh, watches, like, big box set stuff, like Breaking Bad and Fortitude, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He watches it on his phone while walking to work. Yeah. Well, surely that kind of caper requires, firstly, a sofa. Well, you'd think so, but in fairness, he has been in 47 road traffic accidents this year alone. This is very true. He's being stitched back together as we speak, <laughs> so... He might there be is some of that. So what are we doing here, Kev? Uh, I thought, given the time that we were away and you yep. were doing your new project, yep. that we would clear the backlog of some of the many, 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 many questions. By by which I mean not just ones that are like, where are you? Yep. Are you coming back? WTF. But actually questions of value and merit. Well, I've got a crock. Do you want to kick us off then? Okay, I will. This is from Klondike Jake. <laughs> Who says? That's not even funny. Carry on. Where the hell have you two ain't I been? <laughs> is ain't that, I? Is that the plural? <laughs> Apparently. Hmm, is it the plural? I, I don't know. Andre, can you look up ain't I? Ain't is. Uh, and tell us which one's right. Thanks. Not like that. Can I just say, Klondike Jake was a wrestler. Klondike Jake was a British wrestler. Yes, he right? was. Yes, yeah. he was. Big fat. It was kind of like um, giant haystacks. Light, but not light as in size, because he was also a big fucker. Oh, I, well, but I, he was yeah. he was kind of light in the sense he never quite hit the heady heights that Shirley Crabtree and the Haystack. What was Haystack's real name? Martin. Was <laughs> it really? Yeah. I think it was. You're at Martin. He, uh, you know, because I think we've covered this before, but um, Haystacks went to America. Did he? And he um, and Canada, and he wrestled as the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> uh, and this was his gimmick, right? But then later on, 
he was wrestling somewhere else, and he didn't quite understand it. So they just changed his name, and he was wrestling as Loch Ness. So literally, not the monster anymore, the actual body of water. He was caught. Is he still around? Oh, no, he, he died a good long time Did ago. Because Shirley yeah. died, didn't she? He. Yes, he. Big Daddy. <laughs> so what does Klondike have to say? Klondike wants to know where we've been. We've kind of covered that. Can I just say, can you download the previous episodes, Klondike? Because the, if you download the last two, then I think that probably gives you a little bit of a, a hint. Yeah. What was nice was people didn't forget about us, which is why they kept sending us questions. Indeed. And downloading the episodes. Absolutely right. Uh, it's a question special from Edward Woodward, Woodward of Worcester, <laughs> making wood wardrobes for Worcester since 1973. Edward writes, I'm sending this in the hope that once word returns so I can ask what the f*** is going on with the world. Only you two can give an answer, as everything just seems insane. P.S. Two for one offer on wooden bedside tables this week. If you're interested. Nice. You know what I think is the biggest tragedy of this whole change in the world and this whole sort of yeah. election thing? Yeah. Uh, is the fact that um, dear old Ed Balls. 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 Ed that we won't be able to use that jingle anymore. Oh, I think we will. Yeah, well, we've, we've certainly used it plenty. What, do you think he's coming back? Yeah. you think Ed will be back? Well, the trouble is, in fact, look, this just ties in with another email we got from Nicky Minaj's Patella, <laughs> who, says, <laughs> who says, did you see the election? Did you? Did you? No, I work in a f- newsroom. <laughs> I just missed it. What was that story? The Tories are back. Cameron and the posh kids are back in town, running the whole game with a majority government, while people like Ed Balls slid and disappeared and the SNP come back. Ed Balls? Ed Balls? Ed Balls! We're getting our money's worth. It was a strange day, though, wasn't it? Really? I mean, it that's was for me. Period. I was in Thanet. <laughs> Were you? It doesn't get any strange. How, how was all of that? Oh. The strangest thing that happened was that... So this is the Nigel Farage seat. Yes. So I'm sent down there by the, the radio show. And mm. they say, get down to Thanet, uh, because you know, this is obviously a big story. It's going to be you know, uh, amazing. And it could be groundbreaking and history changing and all, all of the above. Uh, this could be the, the leader of UKIP is you know, probably going to get elected by the predictions. Now, anyone who follows the local scene down there would have been aware that all the polls had already said, we hate Nigel Farage, he wants to send us home. No, all the polls had already said that Farage probably wasn't going to win this. And I think a lot of the national media kind of missed this point, uh, which was frankly extraordinary because it was there for all to see and Farage wasn't turning up, he wasn't on the patch as much as he should have been. Mm. But it was going to be a big turnout. So... Uh, so down we go. We've got everything set up. Uh, I'm doing a few what they call inserts into the, uh, the the on-air show, which is Ian Dale and Sheila Fogarty, and all of that's going fine. I um, love the three degrees. <laughs> and uh, the woman from Thanet Council comes up and says, just got some news, because they realised at that point the polls had closed. It was just gone 10 o'clock, and they kind of know roughly by how many boxes of votes there are and how many polling stations and how quick it is to get all the vans around there to bring all the, the, the bits and pieces back to see how people voted and stuff. Plus, there were local council elections in that particular neck of the woods as well, mm. which oddly UKIP did win. And she says, yeah, it'll be about 10 o'clock. And I said, what, 10 o'clock in the morning? She said, yes. They, they kind of more or less know exactly. Right. So this is 11 o'clock at night. And she's telling us that there's not going to be any 
any kind of news until about 10 o'clock the following morning. Okay. That's a long... That's like the, the kind of claustrophobic equivalent of being sat on an aeroplane that doesn't take off for 10 hours. That's not the best, is it? It's that, it was that kind of feeling, and it drove me f***ing batshit crazy. Uh, the only thing that cheered me up was that about an hour later, Al Murray pitched up yeah. uh, and came and sat down and had a chinwag, because he had nowhere to go either, because he was a candidate, of course. The that's pub right. landlord was a candidate. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, and then, of course, at the end of it all, Nigel Farage didn't win his seat, and there was some conspiracy theory that he didn't want to, which would be a bit odd. Um, and UKIP did... You know, got a lot of votes, but only got one MP, and he was already an MP, really, and even he didn't get as many votes as he got last time. So There is all of that. And then, of course, there's um, dear old gorgeous George Galloway, who I believe is threatening legal action over the fact that he lost his seat, which means, you know, obviously, he can't talk about it, and neither can we. No. Which, but- if you think about it, is really quite handy. Yeah, but what a... Quack, quack, oops. <laughs> and now there's legal action being taken against him. So Is that right? Yeah, that. apparently so. So it's uh, that's all kind of up in the air. And lots of and of course the Lib Dems all fell and then the SNP they turned up at Westminster looking like a bunch of kids that had just turned up for the first day at kindergarten and were kind of rolling around on the ballot box going, Look at me, look yeah. I can put a wig on, here's a scepter. <laughs> yes. Hey look, it's leather chairs. <laughs> I'm from Sterling. It's electricity. I've never seen this before. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> However, um, the one thing I think this election has hopefully made people realise is that what Russell Brand has been doing is basically performing and doesn't really have any idea about yes. politics. And it's just been surprising because I think we did touch on this the last time we met, which is that people started to take him seriously as some sort of revolutionary know, leader who I had, who had um, changed the, uh, the way that politics was going to work in this country. And the other thing about it is, leading on from that, irrespective of whether or not people liked the outcome of the election, and many didn't, some did, although uh, I've yet to meet anyone who actually voted Conservative, which I think is very interesting because they still won, but... Everyone who's on social media is saying, you must vote, you must vote, it is your democratic right to vote, were the same people who were saying, f*** this country, the system is broken. Yeah. Which is quite ironic, really. (laughs) They also decided, you see, Labour's big uh, mistake in all of this was that they thought they could win an election via social media. So not only did you have uh, Ed Miliband monkeying around with Russell Brand, he also went to see, I don't know, Zoella or one of those kind of YouTube sensations who tell girls how to apply lipstick <laughs> and for some reason have more views than Breaking Bad. Yeah. Lord knows how that works. And he t- did all of that, and they were absolutely convinced. And the strange thing was uh, the Tories had employed Obama's top man, strategist. Even though one of the, the, there was another Obama person who worked for Labour as well. The Tories had employed Obama's top man three weeks before the election. We now know this. We didn't know it at the time. Wow. He called it pretty much as it turned out. They'd worked it out. They focused it and knuckled it down. They said the social networking stuff's a bit important, but it's not everything. And there's other ways of doing this. And they were going, they were going into constituencies and talking to small groups of 10 people because they thought the difference could be that group of people. And they focused it right down, knew what they were doing, and essentially nicked the election because of that. And Ed Miliband, who's not the easiest person to sell, frankly... They were trying to, you know, we love Ed and we're the Millie fans and uh, all of that old shit. You know, it's for God's sake, it's a man that should never have been selected as a leader. No. Because he doesn't look like a leader. And sadly, that's part of the gig. Uh, if you like, enjoy politics, you'll enjoy Ian's show on LBC, which is on <laughs> Sunday to, when is it? Sunday to Thursday. Sunday to Thursday, yes. Yeah, it's very good if you like that kind of thing, which of course I do. Of course. From Tarzan. <laughs> I fancied 1980s Liverpudlian two-hit wonder Sonia. 
is there something wrong with me? Also, speaking of expired food drink, which I think we did like three or four years ago. We did. I've intentionally been keeping a can of Kestrel lager <laughs> in my cupboard since 1987 <laughs> to see if it evolves into a bird. Taking those points in reverse order, yeah. Kestrel's back now. I don't know if you've seen this on the TV. Is it? Yeah, they, they've relaunched Kestrel Lager, which now apparently is some sort of mystical bird-like creature from from Scotland. And I don't remember Kestrel Lager ever being Scottish. No, I remember it being pretty shit. Is your Kestrel a Scottish bird, though? Well, you do often see them there. Yes. Well, how often? Pretty much daily. Yeah, you clean them up from the driveway. You know, they're just all over the place. <laughs> but the like thing, the plague of locusts. But I always remember Kestrel wasn't really regarded as a an awesome no. beer, was it? And I'm sure it is now. Well, they can send us a crate. <laughs> i got to try. All of that for the crate sponge. All I'm saying is someone asked about Kestrel. I happened to see the advert for Kestrel. True. More worried about Sonia, though. Not sure what to make of Sonia. Was it one hit or two hits? I can't remember. <laughs> you remember Sonia, right? Little, uh, little yeah, ginger lass. Yes, I remember her. Yeah, Sonia, I don't know how many hits she had, but she did make some... Didn't she come back in some kind of, you know, dancing on ice or something like that? I don't know. I don't watch that kind of TV. I'm sure she did. I, I thought she'd become a kid's TV presenter or something, because she was bubbly, and she seemed to be always on TV. She wasn't around for all of that long. No. And yet she had this lasting impact on Tarzan, apparently. Yeah. But, um... Remember yeah. Tarzan Boy, the song? I do remember Tarzan Baltimore. Boy. Baltimore? Something like that, yeah. Something like Sing that. Sing it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But here's my question, Ian. When all of the evidence is laid out in front of you, when it comes to Sonia, would no. <laughs> Uh, here's one from Superintendent Greaves from the Flying Squad. <laughs> That's good news. He says, if you pair of scrotes were to get nicked for a crime, uh, what would you rather it was? Brackets. Remember, some crimes are just awful, like buggering llamas. <laughs> <laughs> While others are a bit more romantic, like that diamond heist. <laughs> well, that was a big deal, wasn't it? That was something. Here's a question about the diamond heist. Um, obviously, we can't say too much legally. But why is it a greater offence to nick some diamonds than it is to nick some crisps from a shop. Well, in fact, it wasn't just diamonds. It was safety deposit boxes, which may or may not have contained diamonds and bullion and cash and whatever else people had in there. But in terms of the morality of the act of theft or burglary, if you go into Smith's and you, I don't know, drilled your way through their store door and stole several boxes of quavers and maybe some tasty discos and had it off royally down the road with them, why is it a greater offence to have stolen the money and the bullion than it is to have stolen the crisps. Because, and if you're talking about it in, like, ethical terms, if, let's say, a bank manager has, uh, you know, to move it away from current events a little yes. bit, has uh, some gold statues, and his staff look after these gold statues, and somebody comes in and steals the gold statues, then the bank manager becomes an alcoholic because he gets fired, his assistant also gets fired. It's having a wide-ranging effect on people. So it's the implications, then, of what happen well what possibly uh but so it's, if you it's walked victim in, impact but well if you walked into uh, like uh, your local quick save and picked up a box of quavers and legged it yeah then somebody might get a little bit of a ticking off but doesn't yeah but that's true but doesn't the you know if you looked at the books or the statute books wherever that law is isn't it an act of theft or an act of burglary or an act of robbery i'm sure there are distinctions between all of those but if you it doesn't say in there surely that it's far worse to steal something that's bigger than something that's smaller that's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking about that. Because from what I can gather, these blokes were not armed. 
Well, I haven't read that they were armed, only with a f***ing great big drill. <laughs> well. And, as far as I know, they stole in the same way as some people shoplift. Like Fingers Pam, who used to live <laughs> around our way. That old kleppy stole it. <laughs> st- stole anything that came into her eye line. I don't know. It sounds to me like you're planning to make off with several 12 packs of Watsits from your local Sainsbury's, the way you're talking. No, I was actually planning on raiding a jewellist. <laughs> OK, well, fair enough. Just wanted to know her limitations of the damage. Why are we fascinated, though, by the way? Because it's not called a robbery. It's called a heist. When we call it a heist, it's a very different thing. You know, films are made out of all of these kind of uh, plots. The diamond heist, breaking into the bank. Why is that so, so, different, so fascinating to the human condition? It's a good question. I don't know if it's because it's been made that way because of George Clooney breaking into a casino in Ocean's Eleven, or whether it's just, be- you know, we've romanticised it so much that people are now like, well, you know, this is an okay thing to do, whereas it's a, it's a sexy crime, and uh, your, uh, your theft of some Pringles is a less sexy crime. Because it's petty. It's a difference between petty theft yeah. and grand theft. Yes, it is. That, that is the difference between it. But in terms of the morality of what you've done, it's the same. And, of course, this one is even more fascinating because apparently, you know, the age of these guys, you know, goes up to the age of 76 of the people that they have currently been talking about. Oh, really? So what, I'm 76. So whilst the younger one was abseiling down, this one went down in a chairlift. <laughs> Allegedly, of course, yeah. because there has yet to be a Nothing's case. happening. In a related question, Wade the Welly Wearer writes, <laughs> Self-driving cars sound fun, but can Google use the technology for self-driving supermarket trolleys instead? Good. Because, quite frankly, everyone in my local supermarket is a quack-quack. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that would work a treat. All those old gags that the at the end of the peer comedian used to tell about the wonky supermarket trolley. Yeah. It was the one piece of their sort of aging and slightly misplaced material that actually still resonates as being completely bang on. There was a guy I saw down the old Tesco the other day. Right. Not only was he in charge of the trolley, he'd manoeuvred himself. The choreography was as if he was driving a Kawasaki fifteen hundred. <laughs> His arms were all over the place. He was walking with purpose. This was a man that thought he was on some kind of racing adventure. Ah. He was only buying some cheese. Needed a whole trolley for cheese. I got some other bits and pieces. Some other knickknacks. There's another crisp knickknacks. Nice and spicy. Very, yeah. Uh, Supermarket trolleys as a technology haven't moved on at all. No, they haven't. I know it's meant to be a metal basket on wheels that you push around. True. But, you know, why can't we do something about making them better? Or training courses, like advanced driver's courses, train people how to push the trolley in a straight line and not leave it if it's a narrow aisle with their kid in it wailing while they go off to look at the knickers in Tesco Extra. You know what I mean? I think they should remove the two wheels at the front of the trolley and stick two planks of wood and make them more rickshaw-based. <laughs> That's actually quite good. It would be far more amusing. In the supermarket. The kids see would people like it. Legging, they would like it. They would yeah. love it. Be yeah. like a, you know, because otherwise they just have to look at a pair and like, oh, this is boring. It's all you need. Do you ever turn, you know, with uh, Sandy, do you ever turn the trolley around and like push him along the other way so he's at the front? Oh, yeah. Oh, they love that. They love all that caper, don't they? Nobody else likes it. No. Mainly because you look, <laughs> look like some sort of idiot. But uh, nonetheless, the self-driving car, because didn't they reckon that there was a, uh, there have been like something like, there have only been 40-odd accidents with a self-driving car, but none of them had anything to do with the car. It was all human error. Or it was other... Yes, I think the, the Google car was driving around California or the Google compound for apparently a long time, and the only accident that happened was when 
some spaced out loon came into work one day and banged into it on his skateboard or something. Yeah, indeed. But isn't that, I mean, we touched on this, isn't that the theory, though, that, you know, you could, or is it, if you are in the self-driving car and the self-driving car is driving you home after you've been to the pub, are you technically in control of the vehicle? Ah, good point. I wonder if Google have factored that in on the pissometer. <laughs> I'll ask them. Here's the, I think there's a greater question about the whole Google thing, and I've discussed this before with Will Gnu. Oh, Will Gnu. Yeah, and that is, how did a company go from being a humble search engine to designing cars, inventing medical equipment, and becoming a drone service? It's interesting, because I was talking to someone about this very subject, because I remember you and I at the offices of Talk Sports... Is that still going? No. And we were talking about search engines, and I think someone was using, like, Alta Vista or <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Yep. And we were trying to say, oh, no, you should try this new thing called Google. Yep. It's an honest search engine. And it was, like, very much this thing about how wonderful Google was because it was better than everything else, but it was a pure product. And now what they do, they're obviously doing some great work and so on, but yep. a lot of people seem to think there's some sort of giant organization with interesting intentions but what but all of those and i think we've touched on this territory before whether you're talking about facebook or google or all of these things all seem to be invented by a spotty kid in a garage and now the biggest companies in the country yeah now you might say by definition it's technology so new technology would be invented by a spotty kid in a garage because that's kind of what spotty kids in garages do who are into it and invention and computers and all the rest of it and coding that's exactly the kind of territory they would be on anyway however it is kind of weird when you think collectively a google facebook sort of twitter situation particularly Twitter, that doesn't actually sell anything uh, as, uh, X, worth X amount of billions of pounds. These companies collectively are worth more than the oil and the space industry put together. Yes, indeed. How the f- did that happen? It's uh, the kids today, man. What, what can I they? say about it? Yeah. Uh, this one's from Pluto and Mowgli, who say, <laughs> we're gay. Who'd have thought? <laughs> uh, well, nothing wrong with the gay side, but the fact that one is a boy and the other is a dog, I think, is more, uh, more worrying. Yes, Pluto's a dog, so what's Goofy? Goofy's a dog too, isn't he? Ah, but Goofy can talk and owns things and hangs around with Mickey. Is he a sort of advanced dog species? Is is there a class system uh, in the Disney universe when it comes to dogs? Some of them can wear clothes and hats. Uh, What I think I'm saying is, is Pluto actually a slave? You mean he's been trafficked? Well, this is... Pluto! Pluto! Or, Or does Donald Duck have a pet mouse? I mean, it's almost like somebody didn't think this through. Somebody didn't really think it through. I think that's what happened. How old would Mowgli be now, by the way? Um, well, I don't know. Didn't he uh, drink some magic stuff that made him live? No, that was Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's not, they're remaking it, aren't they? They're only doing another Jungle Book. Cartoon? Uh, no, a live action thing. Yes, they are. With, uh, what's his name? Luther is, is the voice of yeah, Shere Khan. That's, right, that that's right. Can't wait. <laughs> really? What was the last film you actually saw at the cinema? At the cinema? At the cinema. Last film at the cinema was the last Bond movie. Oh, uh, uh, Golden Rotten... No, hang on, what was it? It was uh, that one. Yeah, that was Yeah. Skyfall. Skyfall. That was... <laughs> yeah. That's a great film. It is a good film. It is yeah. a good film. Yeah. I saw... Last one I saw was The Avengers 2. You'll be right. unsurprised to hear, which I enjoyed That's a lot. Shit. I, mean, I, I know you can't be one of those people who say it's shit if you haven't seen it. No, it is because I don't need to see it because I looked through the. I went to IMDb. I looked through it. Joanna Lumley doesn't appear once, and also there's no Steed character. They've got rid of all of that. And frankly, if you're going to make this kind of stuff, I appreciate you've got to change things slightly. But to not at least have Purdy, frankly, 
You're on a hiding to nothing. That's just a failure written all over. In fairness, though, that was the new Avengers. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, and uh, Gareth Hunt. Well, there's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was in it as well. I enjoyed it. It, got, it was a little bit controversial because uh, the, some was people... It the same as the previous movie, but 20 no, minutes longer. No, it was very different. There are lots of explosions and people flying, but other than that, it's, yes. it's very good. No, but the thing is, there was a, a little bit of... It was controversial because people thought that uh, the guy that wrote it didn't write the uh, lead female character very well, and he was some sort of misogynist. Mm. This is the man who wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who clearly has no understanding of how to write strong female characters. No. You bunch of <laughs> tools! Uh, from Lenny Bennett. <laughs> Lenny was a card, wasn't he? He was. Was it punchlines he did? Yes, he did. Was he was he like uh, end of the peer variety, and then he or was he a comedian? He, I'm sure, Lenny Bennett was part of a double act. Yes, he was. And then he who was, was it with though? <sighs> the only other Bennett I can think of is uh, Mr. Bennett from Take Heart. From Take I'm Heart. Pretty sure it wasn't him. No, no, he was part of a double act of Tony Bennett. I can't remember. Uh, but then he he kind of just played it quite cool because he did lots of TV and quiz shows and always wore those kind of golf jumpers and actually always looked really sort of relaxed and he was of that era that wore sort of gold um, that was bracelets it, yeah. and yeah. rings and things and then he, I think he died on a golf course at about 60 or something how did we get talking about Lenny Bennett because uh, Lenny Bennett sent us a question about oh sorry yeah, right, from, from the grave from beyond the grave uh, Len- Lenny says why did they change the Thomas the Tank Engine theme tune that's a very good point I don't I'm know. very familiar with this um Offering. Are you? Yeah, and why is there another kind of Thomas the Tank light production? Thomas the Tank. The military version. What's it called? There's another kid's train. Chuggington. Chuggington? Yeah. Well, what's the deal with that? Well, I think the When they took that to the BBC, we've got this great idea, right? It's trains that talk and they've got faces and stuff. And didn't somebody go, um, we've done that? But I think, isn't the theory that Thomas is like old, older engines and Chuggington is like, you know, super fast diesel trains? Yeah, hasn't chugging... T- no, is it... Th- Thomas has got apparently a moral message to it, hasn't it? Because there was some controversy about it, because it was written by a vicar. Uh, Aud- Reverend Audrey. Audrey, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think there's a suggestion that there are, you know, sort of Christian uh, messages within it. Mm. I don't know which ones, but apparently. And therefore it's it's too preachy and too good and decent. Whereas Chuggington's a cokehead. <laughs> I don't know if you could say that. No, or, do, or, 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 or do you mean Coke as in, like, coal for, of coal course for I the do. burner? Yes, oh, that's exactly I, what okay, I mean. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the Thomas thing's interesting. And I don't know why they changed the theme tune, because they had a great theme tune, and then they changed it to something with lyrics, because Thomas had to have friends now to make it PC. This is a series which has been running for something like 20-odd years. Yep. Right? Maybe longer. And it's had, uh, it had um, Ringo Starr. Ringo was Starr. The and then Michael Angelis. The fellow from Birds of a Feather? Uh, Wasn't that him? Was he in Birds of a Feather? I don't know. It was a you know noted actor who yeah. did Thomas the Tank Engine. Now, he gave it up yep. after like 16 years to be replaced by, and I can't remember his name, but you've got this history of great Liverpudlian voices, yes. right? Uh, honest to God, he was replaced by a gentleman who... Do you remember Harry Enfield did the Scousers? Yes. And there was him, and there was one of the McGanns. Yes. And there was the other one. Yeah. It's the other one. Is that who that is? Yeah, it is. I can't remember his name. I didn't know that. But he, um, he's, he's doing all right with his Thomas the Tank Engine. Same with Postman Pat, though. What about Postman well, Pat? Well, Postman Pat used to be... I can't remember who used to do the voice for it. Postman Pat. But... Because Bob the Builder was Neil... Morrissey. Morrissey. Yeah. Um, 
And that's all changed. But I think I'm. Did I see is Sheridan Smith part of Postman Pat? Maybe that's all changed. Postman Pat's got a fucking helicopter now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Do you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Saw one the other day where the the bouncy, the, the bouncy castle got delivered, and as they opened it up at the post office, it opened, and they didn't know what to do about it. Right. Morning parcel for you. <laughs> And Pat got the helicopter, and they picked up the bouncy castle, and they took it right across the country oh. to where it was meant to go, which was the school fate or something. And they dropped it down into the field, and all the kids were really happy. And Pat was a massive hero for the wow. day, and the cat was smiling and meowing, and everybody applauded him. And the helicopter looked fantastic, and the kids liked to see it, and they all bounced on the car. It was a brilliant day, C- cracking episode. I think it's great that you can just sit and enjoy that with your son. No, no, he was at nursery. This was just me. Credit stream. And there you go, kidlings. Uh, that's it for this episode. We are back, of course, on the next one. Make sure you join us then. If you like it, enjoyed what we did, and want to help support this podcast, then make sure you download... Re- right, re- it's been sure, a while since you've done this. Make, <laughs> make sure you review, subscribe, and download, yep. review, subscribe, yep. all of that. That's fine. Yeah, Android users, Stitcher. Yes. Just one example of where you can go. Also on now on Deezer, I believe. Yes. For those of you who use Deezer. We're yeah. on Deezer. Yeah. Or if it's just Kev you want to hear? Grinder. <laughs> uh, the music was by Kevin McLeod, Incompetech.com. Indeed. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Mitsubishi Motors in the UK. Google them. And of course the fabulous catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shop. Make sure you're with us next week as William Shatner is our guest. Ah, oh, Bill Shatner. Yeah. Greatest Canadian who ever lived. That includes you, you quack quack oops. <laughs> Well, until then, goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. Big Things! Ian Collins wants a word. Powered by the hardworking Mitsubishi L200. With £2,000 off the range, make the L200 your ultimate workmate. You running around with something that I already had. You running around with something that I already had, I say again. And if I said it for the third time, that's a hat trick.